Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Oh, yeah. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to this beautiful it's going to be toasty today, folks. Tuesday, here in the Bay Area. I am your host, Joe Spadoni. This is the pregame show. And we still got a lot to dissect after the aftermath that is the Golden State Warriors season. It's over. It's still, it's, it feels weird to say that. Because we've been on this run, if you will, for the past few years now. Dating back to 2021. And it just, it's its weird to just start talking about this team like it could potentially be all over. Now, I don't think that's the case, but changes are going to be made. How big of changes will they be? Well, that's what we're here to discuss today, all offseason. Again, we're going to be discussing and breaking down this Golden State Warriors team all summer long. Every single bit of breaking news, every single announcement as it pertains to Draymond Steph, Coach Kerr, Bob Myers, everything. Joe Lacob. What's going to happen to this team? Well, we'll discuss it when it happens. We'll discuss it after it happens. And we're going to be previewing what could potentially happen today on the pregame show. You know the number, 888-957-9570. Good morning, to Twitch and YouTube. We are up and running there. Go ahead and search 95.7 The Game on Twitch or YouTube. Like, subscribe. We are up and streaming. Good morning. No cap. Appreciate you chiming in at 5.02 a.m. Appreciate all y'all chiming in on the Comcast Business text line. Again, that number is the same as the call-in line at 888-957-9570. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, EJ. Appreciate all y'all. He's on Highway 4. All right. AH, we still got some uh, Lakers fans trolling in the chat. Come on. I think it's, we moved on now. Yesterday we had the time for the Lakers. They're moving on. They play the Nuggets tonight. 5.30 tip for that one in Denver, Game 1. Cannot wait for that series. I have no feel for it one way or the other. 
Listen, you can tell me the Nuggets steamroll, sweep, or go 5-1, and I believe you. You can tell me the Lakers win in 6 or 7. I believe you. I have no feel for that series. It is a bubble rematch in both conferences, actually. Obviously, the bubble down in Miami, Florida in 2020. You had the Lakers winning it all, defeating the Miami Heat. Could we potentially get that matchup again, which would be crazy, considering both of those teams were play-in teams, a 7-8 and eight matchup? I don't even think that's ever happened before. You could Google me on that, but I'm pretty sure that has never happened in the history of the NBA. 888-957-9570. We're going to start with this today. Because of a big topic of conversation, and I was whistling, uh, listening to the... I was also whistling. I was in a good mood yesterday. I was also listening to... Willard, Steiny, Kruger, Guru, and their crossover yesterday. I was like, huh, they're having a really fascinating conversation about the future of this team and the future of the core itself. Steiny brought up a very valid point. His whole thing was listen, this team is getting older. Their best three players are older. They've shown age in these playoffs, they showed age in this regular season, whether it's Stephen Curry. Not the play on the court, but it was him being off the court that showed age. He was getting hurt a lot. And that three-point ball wasn't going down at the rate that it was prior to a year before in the playoffs. Didn't have a good shooting series. Kind of in either round, especially in that Lakers round. Did not shoot the ball all incredibly well. He's still an incredible player. He was awesome. Triple doubles, what have you. He was putting the team on his back. Clay Thompson? Yikes. Yeah, he may have made 300 threes this year. But the rate at which he was doing it, it's not going to be sustainable for this team. His defense, it's not going to be the same. We knew that, but we didn't think it was going to be as bad as we saw in that Lakers series. They dominated him. LeBron bullyballed him multiple, multiple times. Draymond Green. Okay. There were some moments, but not enough in those playoffs to where you can be like, oh, you know, Draymond, he's a lock for our future. We need to give him the contract. No, I don't think so. He is not a lock to be a Golden State Warrior next year. And he did say on his recent podcast, what did he say? Yeah, I'll announce it here if if and when I'm coming back to the Golden State Warriors. So we'll be on pins and needles waiting for that again. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating offseason. I have no idea what's going to happen. They signaled, at least post-game and exit interviews, like they would like to get the core back. But that's just all talk. We shall see. Do you even want the core back? At 888-957-9570. Because I was starting to think. I know what I'm going to get from Stephen Curry. I think his game is going to age the best. Out of the other two. Which is pretty crazy. Because just a few years ago. You'd probably say it was Clay Thompson. Right? His size. His athleticism. You'd think his shooting stroke. Would age the best out of all of them. But after two major injuries. And where we are at. The reality is. Clay's probably going to be the first one to go if I was betting on it, which is nuts because I would have thought it was Draymond easily a couple months ago. If you just look at that championship core, the guys that have won the four titles there, well, Andre Iguodala, retired. I'm not putting him in that. He's done. But Steph, Dre, and Clay, who would be the one you were most willing to move off of if you're a Golden State Warrior? It's Clay Thompson. And, and maybe it's just judging, maybe it's a couple days raw, if you will. Prisoner of the moment. God, he just looked so bad in that playoffs. He was bad. He wasn't good. The defense wasn't there. 
The stroke wasn't falling. It was sad to watch. We talked about it yesterday. I felt bad for him. I did. I felt legitimately bad for Clay Thompson in that series. You can see whether it was the pressure, whether it was just the shot not falling, the defensive slip-ups, the lazy fouls. It just was probably the worst series he's ever played as a Golden State Warrior. It sucks because he's a splash bro. He's a made man. He's a Hall of Famer. We get all that. But reality is often disappointing. Shout out Thanos. And the reality is he's an aging player who's not a two-way player anymore, who's turned into a bona fide jump shooter, and his jump shot's not there. Could it be better? Sure. Will it get better? How much? How much better is it going to get? He's older. It could only get worse, right? So that's that's what I took away from Steiny yesterday in that Willard and Dibbs crossover with Larry Kruger filling in for Dan Dibley. Guru, they did a hell of a job. Be sure to download Odyssey app and favorite ninety five seven the game. Go back and listen to it. It's tremendous. I believe it was in the first hour of Willard and Dibbs and the fourth hour of Steiny and Goo on that podcast. It was really really good stuff. And I tend to agree with Steiny here. This is an aging core, and I think you have to focus mainly. On Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Those are the two guys that I could bank on in the future. That I am comfortable with in the future. Everyone else? It's on the table. It has to be, right? Let me know what you think at 888-957-9570. Lloyd Smith on the YouTube chat. Draymond can't ask for more money. With the new rules, they take draft picks. Clay looked bad. LeBron didn't have to defend him. It's it's the reality we're in right now. We can only go off what we just saw. What we just saw was not good. Steph is that dude. I get that. Andrew Wiggins being out a couple months, and I think we can now say it effed up the chemistry of the whole team. I mean, it sucked that he had to leave, obviously. Medical situation with his dad. We get all that. And he had to be gone for that. We respect that. But we can still discuss what happened with the actual team with his absence. And it was chaos afterwards. Reintegrating Andrew Wiggins into this team had ripple effects. Jonathan Kaminga feels alienated now. Dante DiVincenzo, up until Game 6, was on a milk carton. Gary Payton II, okay. But even his role was up and down. Jordan Poole, he may have suffered the most being in and out of the starting lineup. And just when you thought he was starting to get going, hey, Andrew, come on back. Take that starting lineup role. Hey, Poole, you're back on the bench. Uh, You know what to do, right? No, he doesn't know what to do because his role is not defined. So this season has just been so up and down. And this unknown that we are going into the offseason for the Golden State Warriors, it's just so damn fascinating. And I think the only two guys you can bank on in this future for this team as of today, are Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins. What say you? 888-957-9570-415. Comcast Business Text Line. Let's just rip off the Band-Aid. Trade Steph for the number one lottery pick tonight for Wembenyama. Let's relax. We're not doing that. I'm not saying this championship window is closed. That is not what I am saying at all. I am saying the Golden State Warriors, Joe Lacob, has to take a good Long, hard look at this team right now. Where does it stack up in the West currently? 
Because I don't think they're that far behind. I was talking about this with Steiny and E-Dog Evan Giddings behind the scenes yesterday. And I was, and Steiny was like, this team could be done in a couple of years. I was like, it could be. But also, if we just take a step back, who scares you in the West? And I know it's it's easy to say this. Like, oh, well, the Lakers just whooped your ass. Well, okay. You had a Lonnie Walker game. And you had a Austin Reeves game. And sure, LeBron looked great in one of them. And Anthony Davis was the best player on the court. I'm not denying that. Anthony Davis was the best player on the court. And that's unfamiliar territory when you have Stephen Curry on your team. You're used to him being that dude. He was that dude in the Boston series last year. He was that dude in Memphis, Mavericks, Nuggets. We get all that. He was that dude. But also, you have to come to the realization he's not going to be that guy forever. He's getting older as well. And Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, like those are the guys, Giannis, if he ever gets back to the conference finals, those are going to be the guys standing in their way. And I'm willing to bet in the future, their careers are probably going to be looking a little better down the road than Stephen Curry's. Not taking anything away from Steph. It's just age. It's father time. It's undefeated. Hell, it even defeated Tom Brady this past year. Albeit, his arm strength still looked good. But that processing, that that fire, that will to win, it wears on you as you get older. I still think it's there for Steph, though. I'm not saying he's done. I'm not saying he's at that Tom Brady stage where he's ready to hang up. No, 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 no. I think he's got a good three to four, maybe five years left. Because as I just stated a couple minutes ago, I think his game is going to age the best out of that core three. He's kept his body in shape. His stamina is up there. He's gotten strong. His game seems to be better than it ever was. But what are they going to do to maximize this window for him moving forward? What's the move? 888-957-9570. AK66GS on the YouTube chat. He would like to target Zach Collins from the Spurs. He's power forward that can defend and block shots. He's also hurt. I feel like every single game out of the year. So I'm good off that. But again, to your point, AK, what are the options for this team? It's not a lot. It's not. Sure, trading Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, but then you're mortgaging your future. Are you willing to do that? To maximize maybe a two-year window? Maybe a one-year window? I mean, if you're just looking at the contracts right now for the 2023-2024 season... Just look at some of these cap hits. Steph, 51 mil. Clay, 43 million. Jordan Poole, 28. That starts kicking in. Draymond Green, a player option. If he opts in, 27 million. You would think he's opting out, though, for a larger contract with either the Warriors or some other team. Wiggins, 24. So you figure that Wiggins, Steph, Clay, those are locks right now. Gary Payton the second, obviously. Kevon Looney, some of those other guys as well. DiVincenzo is a player option. He's going to opt out. So right now, I'm looking at Moses Moody, Andrew Wiggins, Clay, Steph, GP2, Kevon Looney. Seven guys right now that I know are going to be a part of the team next year. I'm pretty damn confident about it, at least. Who else? Jordan Poole? After the comments I saw... Yesterday on the ringer, Logan Murdoch, who did a hell of a job 
I don't think he's a lock to be on this team next year. And being, again, prisoner of the moment, my God. That was an awful series against the Lakers. It was awful. He's a no-show on defense. If his shot's not going down, he's not giving you anything. And he's making $28 million now. You can't have that. You just can't. Some of his quotes yesterday with that article with Logan Murdoch, as I'm scrolling down, it's just a tremendous, tremendous piece. If you haven't read it yet, it's in the ringer. Many a quotes from Steph Curry, Draymond, Steve Kerr, all of them. But throughout the series, this is what it is. Poole's dismal performance provided the most fodder. Quote, it caught me by surprise. Poole tells Logan Murdoch of the ringer of the attention he's attracted this postseason. Quote, I don't be on social media during the playoffs, so if I'm seeing it, that means it's everywhere. You can't do anything about it. Quote, that's what you have to resort to. That's what you have to tell yourself, that you can't do anything about it. Like, what are you going to do, stress about it? This is all from regular people. Most of it is from regular people. Obviously, you have commentators or analysts who will go and say something. But these guys aren't in the rooms. They're not in front of the front office. So that's Jordan Poole just talking about that outside noise. If you just read between the lines there, those quotes absolutely got to him. He's not even on social media, and he's seeing it everywhere. He's seeing it on TV. That sucks. That does. If you're a young player like Jordan Poole, and you start off the season getting punched in the face by a made man already in Draymond Green, what are you supposed to do? You're coming off a championship season. The vibes were immaculate. The whole team, it seems like they were gelling. And then, right there, smack in the face. What are you supposed to do in that situation? So yeah, as much as we want to sit here and crush him for his putrid performance in that series, we also have to take a step back and realize this guy was put in an impossible situation. I'm not here to crush Jordan Poole. I'm just not. Saw a lot of that on the text line yesterday, the Comcast business text line. I saw a lot of that on Twitch and YouTube. Saw a lot of people calling in, cursing him out. I had to hang up on him. It's like, what are we doing? Draymond's the adult on this team. I don't think he took one iota of accountability when it came to that. Sure, he had his little podcast, had his little talk. I was like, but he's not remorseful. Come on. What have you ever heard remorse in Draymond's green voice. Didn't hear with Kevin Durant. Didn't hear with Jordan Poole. You're never going to hear it. It's all about the team. It's all about the team. Never about him. So what's he going to do this offseason, Draymond Green? That's going to be fascinating. I'm not sure. And another little thing for Draymond Green, and this is going to be via, I'm going to play this clip, via Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo's podcast on The Ringer. I'm doing a lot of Ringer talk today. But they put out good content. And when there's good content to be put out, you know what? I'm going to give them a shout-out. They do a hell of a job over there. But Bill Simmons and Ryan Rusillo on their podcast talking NBA playoffs, they're talking about Draymond Green. And if his judgment, quote-unquote, on the court was clouded by his relationship with Draymond Green, and particularly, uh, particularly, particularly, I don't think that's a word. Particularly in this series against the Los Angeles Lakers. And it was fascinating. Take a listen. I think it affected how he led the team. 
And you know what's really interesting about the Lakers series? All the Draymond stuff that he does that's great in a playoff series, he wouldn't do to LeBron and Davis. He didn't fuck with LeBron once. Practically made and out with I, him after they lost to him. I, it was actually like shocking. It was shocking because part of if you have Draymond on your team, it's like what are the benefits of having Draymond on your team? Incredible defensive player, incredible competitor, pretty good rebounder, great passer, and he seizes on whatever the mental or emotional or whatever weaknesses of the other team, like he did with the Celtics in that in that series, where he's like, "This team isn't tough enough." Fucking bully balled the Celtics that whole series. Did he try anything with LeBron or Davis that whole series? No. LeBron, I get it. Like he, LeBron's his friend. They, they have the same agent, like all that stuff. Like LeBron's like his big brother in a lot of ways. Davis is exactly the kind of guy, if you were doing a fantasy draft of people Draymond Green would f with, you'd put Davis on it. He didn't mess with him. And so he was kind of running around. He's like trying to start with Dennis Schroeder and Darvin Ham. It's like, go pick that. Why don't you start fighting the two guys who are kicking your ass? And I'll tell you, like, I think LeBron befriending that guy was really smart because I, you know, down the road, you never know if you're going to play play against somebody like that, and they're going against them. And Draymond wasn't doing any of the normal Draymond stuff against them, so that's one side. And then the other side is the leadership thing. That it's pretty clear that he what it wasn't the same kind of leadership after that, where he was like a fiery, you know, in everybody's face, like just love the team, all about the team, all about the team. And then he punched somebody. I did think it affected them. I think it affected Poole. Poole was awesome last year. He sucked in the playoffs. He was unplayable. So I don't know. I, to me, it's like multiple moments. It's how that punch affected Draymond and Poole. It's the fact that Kamingo wanted to play and he would. Like something happened with Kamingo where Kerr was like, I'm out. He stopped playing him completely. Like you needed Kamingo in the Lakers series. You needed his size and athleticism against LeBron. They didn't even try him. Bill Simmons there again. Great stuff there for the Ringer. His podcast with Ryan Rossillo. Just talking about Draymond Green's judgment being clouded a little in that series because of his relationship with LeBron James. Now, I don't buy that 100%, but there is something to it, right? You didn't see that same fiery Draymond. Maybe in Game 2, but that was a game the Lakers laid down in. They didn't care about that. They already won Game 1. And the rest of that series, I don't know, man. It, it did seem like he was picking and choosing his spots with certain players i.e. Dennis Schroeder, as Bill Simmons alluded to there. With LeBron, maybe he just has respect for him, and that's fine. But you need to be 100% bought in in a given series, no matter the opponent. And if your play and your judgment is compromised in any way, that's a detriment to the team. And it sure seemed like that in the last series. What say you? 888-957-9570. On the YouTube chat, you guys are fired up. Appreciate you all chiming in. Sports Addict thinks Dre sold the series and the game. Antonio S. Is Antonio in Oakland? What's up, Antonio? I don't think it is. I didn't hear from Antonio in Oakland yesterday. Are you calling it all, Sammy? Antonio in Oakland? No. It's disappointing. Come on, Antonio. Can't just be calling in after the wins. Come on. No cap. He agrees totally with Bill about Draymond. Howard... Kushlin. Draymond has taken no accountability. It's so whack. He ruined the season. It sucks. I'm not going to say... Oh, man. I was going to say didn't ruin the entire season. He definitely ruined a part of it, though. That opening part of the season, it seemed to have lingered over the organization for a long time. 
And I know we're going back on it now and looking back and being like, you can't win a title after your own teammate punches another one in the face. Who do you think you are, Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr? Come on. Well, they are a dynasty, not quite like the Bulls, but they are a dynasty like them. It just doesn't happen like that. You need cohesion in the locker room to win. This isn't the early 70s A's when you're getting in brawls. No. Most of the time, that stuff comes back and bites you in the ass in the form of mental collapses, in the form of non-conradery within your teammates. And you saw that this year for whatever reason. And you heard Gary Payton the second talk about it. The vibes just were not there. The vibes were non-existent. Here's GP2, that quote I alluded to in his season-ending interview with the media, talking about the vibes in the locker room being different from last year to this year. We came back, you know, guys are the guys, you know. Everybody, you know, go through stuff in life and, you know, their everyday stuff. I just try to come back and, you know, be myself, you know, talk to guys, hang with guys, laugh with guys. Vibe, the vibe was, you know, a little different, obviously, just, you know, coming back from, you know, the beginning of the season and all that. But, um, you know, when I got here, you know, everybody was themselves. It was, you know, just trying to figure it out, you know, and continue to, you know, do what we had to do in the rest of the season. But, um, you know, it was just, it was a different vibe. It's going to be a different vibe next year. It's going to be a different vibe next year, and it needs to be. The vibe needs to be better. You can't have this same vibe from this year going into next season. Then there are real problems. And that's where I look at the coach. That's where I look at the president of basketball operations. Is he still going to be that? Bob Myers, his contract is up in July. I know the Warriors would love to have him. There's been rumors floating around that it was, was it via Mark Stein. I think Shasky was talking about it yesterday. He brought it up on air. Listen, if there's one person from this core to move on, it's not Steph. It's not Dre. It's not Clay. It'd be Bob Myers. And God bless the person coming in. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To take over that job, that is not an easy task. There's a lot of egos involved in this team. There's a lot of pride. There's a lot of talent. But there's also a lot of toxicity. And what's going to happen moving forward if Bob Myers moves on? That guy, we've talked about it multiple times, he is a fire extinguisher when it comes to toxicity. He is the gugon for the toxic toxicity. Shout out System of a Down for those of you that enjoy that music. He is a special, special man when it comes to this team. And losing him, I think it would be noticeable. I absolutely do. Lil Uzi Burt talking about the Draymond conspiracy from Bill Simmons, quote-unquote. 
Players are friends off the court. Don't believe in conspiracy theories just because y'all can't accept losing. Stop crying. Well, that was from Bill Simmons. I don't think he's a Warriors fan, Lil Uzi Burt. Pretty sure he's a Boston Celtics fan. He's a diehard. Talks about it all the damn time. It wasn't just Warriors fans talking about that. That was everyone that noticed the relationship between Draymond Green and LeBron James. And he didn't go at LeBron. He didn't. He didn't go at Anthony Davis, also a clutch client. He didn't. You saw in that Boston series that Simmons alluded to, he went at Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, all those guys. It looks like Grant Williams. He went at all those dudes. Went to the bench. Did he do that once against the Lakers? Not one time? It's just interesting. It's just interesting. We're going to take a quick break. Come on back. More sound reaction, more exit interviews for some of these players we didn't get a chance to hear from. Jonathan Kaminga had some interesting thoughts. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, if you don't know what his voice sounds like, you'll hear it on the other side because I completely forgot too because he never talks. So we'll hear from Andrew Wiggins on the other side about his thoughts about this season. 888-957-9570. We'll continue to take your calls and texts there. YouTube, Twitch, be sure to download the Odyssey app. This is the pregame show on 95.7 The Game with Joe Spadoni. Come on back. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Good morning to all of you. Just chiming in, just waking up. If you've been up, good morning as well. If you had an overnight shift, appreciate you chiming in. It's going to be a hot one today, folks. Wear that sunscreen if you need to. Put on that tanning oil if you can. It's going to be a scorcher out there. Well, at least in my neck of the woods. feels like 80 degrees is 95 more up in this area. But nonetheless, it'll be a beautiful day. Hope you all are safe. Hope you all are doing well. We're still talking about the aftermath of the Golden State Warriors season. We're going to be discussing that for quite some time, because this is going to be the most interesting offseason for a Bay Area sports team probably since Kevin Durant left, or we didn't know he was leaving, but we kind of knew. Like, we don't know what's going on. Is Draymond going to stay? Is Bob Myers going to stay? Do they trade some of the young guys? Do they go after someone? Can they go after someone? What's Stephen Curry think about all this? There is so much to break down and we'll have all of that coverage all around the station all summer long. 888-957-9570 will be that number for you to chime in as well via call or text on the Comcast Business Text Line. Twitch and YouTube is up and running. Be, sur- uh, be sure to search 95.7 The Game and favorite and like and do all that sort of stuff. Subscribe. Antonio S. on the YouTube chat. I just see my name, Spadoni. You brought in all these Lakers fans. It's not my fault. Listen, I'm a Laker fan. You all know that. Rocked the jersey during it. Wasn't ducking the smoke. Was very impartial when it came to breaking down those games. Did the best of my abilities. I think I did a good job of it. Didn't want to sound like a homer one way or another. Didn't want to do that. Saved all that for the morning roast when I'm just behind the glass. I could do that. Chime in here and there. But I didn't bring in all the Laker fans. They're just nationwide. Can't do anything about it. One of the biggest fan bases in all sports. 
one of the greatest. Some might say, 888-957-9570. I'm just teasing. But, hey, it is what it is. We're doing numbers here at the Morning Roast. We accept all fan bases. Kings, Lakers, Cowboys. I don't care. Come join the chat. It's better for the numbers. We accept all here at 95.7 The Game. Not the Homer station. We're not. It's that other place across the street. We don't do that. No, 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 no. We'll sit here and crush the Warriors if they need to be crushed. We'll sit here and crush Stephen Curry if he needs to be crushed. Brock Purdy. All these guys. Trey Lance. Yeah, I just put. I just realized I put Stephen Curry in the same sentence as Brock Purdy. All right, I think we've officially jumped the shark on this show. Crossed you over next. Just kidding. 888 But you get what I'm saying, all right? You're going to get unfiltered speak here on 95.7 The Game. I'm not into the Homer talk. Just not about to do that. I'm not. You know what else I'm not about to do? Is die on this championship core with the Golden State Warriors moving forward. I just, I, I'm just not buying it from all the players that are just so defiant, thinking that this core can still win them another chip. Maybe. But the more I look at it and the more I dissect it, and I'm looking at Steph, Dre, and Clay, the more, and you can toss in Wiggins there if you want. Because he's locked in. He's a young guy. The more I'm just looking at Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins being the two I'm building around. Draymond, sure. Three years, like $70 million if he opts out, do something like that. Okay. But Clay, the more I'm looking at that, and the more I'm looking at his body of work, the signs are there. It's an aging player coming off two major surgeries. His defense isn't what it used to be. It's only going to get worse. His shot, is it going to get better? Can't get any worse than what we saw in this last series. I'm just not sold on him. Moving forward. And I know that sucks and it's hard and you got to rip the band-aid off sometimes. You know, Shasky and I and Lubman, we were just talking in, in between the breaks here in the, uh, the lounge area. And we were just talking about, listen, guys like LeBron, the leaders of teams, they're cutthroat when they need to be. And we know we led GM, we can get all the nicknames we want, but we know who the leader of that team is. And sure, we can give Rob Palinka his flowers, and deservedly so. Shocked he didn't get more executive of the year votes, by the way. I know it was because of the trade deadline, so it was only a couple months that they had to go off of. But the additions of Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, like, are you kidding me? It's changed everything for that team. Malik Beasley, who's not even playing anymore, but you think of some of the other guys he signed, Lonnie Walker, like... Austin Rees, finding that guy a couple years ago, undrafted. Just some incredible, incredible moves for this team. And credit to Darvin Ham, pushing all the right buttons in that series. Again, Lakers taking on the Nuggets tonight, 530. I'm fascinated with that series. Jokic versus AD, LeBron, Murray, all this sort of stuff, all these matchups. I can see it going multiple ways. I really can see the Nuggets sweeping the Lakers if they're that damn good. And if that's the case, the Nuggets probably could win the whole damn thing. Or I could see the Lakers winning six or seven. It's going to be fascinating. Going to be absolutely fascinating. 888-957-9570. Good morning to all of you just chiming in. 650 on the Comcast Business Text Line. Dude, this series was decided by a few points in two games. The role players for the Lakers outplayed the Warriors' role players. Simple. I don't think it's that simple. I actually think it's the opposite. Sure, you can go there. 
whose stars shined the most in this series out of the two franchises? It was Anthony Davis in Game 1, Game 3 and 4, and it was LeBron James in the closing game, and AD. It was both those dudes. And AD outplayed Stephen Curry in this series. So you can go to the role players, sure, Lonnie Walker turned into Kobe Bryant, and Austin Reeves was a baller in Game 6, and Schroeder and D'Lo in Game 1, sure. But Anthony Davis was the best player in this series. And he presents problems that are very specific to the Golden State Warriors. A big man that could dominate the paint and the glass, that could also do it on both ends of the floor. Hell of a defender when it comes to Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, Steph Curry, anyone driving to the paint, it's not happening. And you saw his impact for that team. It allowed LeBron to do his thing in Game 6. LeBron was allowed to bide his time and kind of, not load man, no, sure it was, I'll just say it. He kind of load managed throughout that series until they realized they needed him to bring it home in Game 6, and he bully-balled Moses Moody, he bully-balled and injured Andrew Wiggins, and he bully-balled Clay Thompson. And that allowed them to win. So yes, the role players played a factor in this, but ultimately it came down to the stars showing up, and Clay Thompson did not show up. Draymond Green did not show up enough. Andrew Wiggins did not show up enough. Steph Curry, he showed up, but they needed more from him. They needed a a Sacramento Kings Game 7 Steph throughout this kind of series. And that's just asking way too much of that guy at this stage of his career, 35 years old and the wear and tear he has on him. He is Superman, but even Superman has some kryptonite. And Anthony Davis, this series, was the Warriors kryptonite. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. wanted to get this sound in quickly. Andrew Wiggins, you know, we don't hear a lot from him. We didn't hear a lot from him, obviously. He was out for a couple months dealing with some personal matters. But here's Andrew Wiggins during his season-ending presser with the media talking about the season being up and down, but the future still being bright. It was just up and down. You know, if it wasn't one thing, it was another. But overall... We still did some good things this season. And I feel like the future is bright, you know, for this organization and all the players. So I'm so excited for it. Yeah, he sounds real excited for it. That's Andrew Wiggins, the soft-spoken Andrew Wiggins. Doesn't speak a lot. The season was up and down. But do you believe the future is bright? Do you? Maybe for Andrew. He's young. Future's still bright for him. What about for the Warriors? 888 888- 957-9570. We're going to take a quick break. Come on back. The Crossover is next where Joe Shasky joins me as he does each and every Monday through Friday at 545. Discuss this Warriors championship core. Is it still a championship core? What do we do with Draymond? What do you do with Clay, Poole, Kaminga? All that coming up next right here on the pregame show. Joe Spadoni. Come on back. 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game. How are we all doing today? It's been a rough couple days for Golden State Warriors fans. I get it. Mother's Day, a couple days ago. Hope you all had a nice and lovely Mother's Day. 
It's a Tuesday. Probably the worst day out of the week. We're just going to keep it a buck. Tuesdays stink. But not here. At 95.7 The Game. Oh, no. We're just getting started with Golden State Warriors offseason talk. It's going to be spicy. It's going to be explosive. And as Sam Lubman said, it's going to be a legacy offseason for the Golden State Warriors. This is a legacy offseason a la a Matt Steinmetz. I mean, he's kidding, but he's also kind of right. Like, there is so much riding on this offseason for the Golden State Warriors, it feels like, right? Draymond Green, player option. You know, for the last couple months, I feel like we've all already just shipped him over to the Los Angeles Lakers. But then after the season, he was like, I, I want to stay a Warrior forever. But then he goes back on his podcast, he's like, eh, but it's a business, so we'll see. We shall see. Do you want Draymond back, Golden State Warriors fans? Do you want him back? You've heard my stance this morning, and if you haven't, if you're just joining us, welcome in. If you're just getting off work, getting ready for work, welcome into the pregame show. Be sure to download the Odyssey app, favorite 95.7 The Game. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. We are up and running there. Appreciate Ted DiBiase. The Ted DiBiase? No, it can't be. Million Dollar Man? Antonio S. Alon? Appreciate all of y'all chiming in. I guess we're still fighting about the Lakers. Moved on from that. It's all off-season talk now as Joe Shasky joins me for the crossover as he does each and every Monday through Friday. Joe Shasky, the morning roast, obviously decked out in his San Francisco Giants gear. I like that little mesh top there. You like this gray. One? I like that one. Clark I'm, I'm all into grays, by the way. I'm yeah. a big gray and charcoal fan. Yeah, me too. goes with everything. I gray, totally black, agree. silver, everything. Can I ask a question? You certainly can, Joe. I mean, there's a lot I want to get into today. Awful lot. Obviously a lot. Uh, uh, we'll... Put Casey Schmidt to the side because I do oh, want to talk to you about him. Balling. Is this one of those off seasons where we're gonna really truly define how we view Joe Lakeup? Mm. What do you mean by that? You know how you handle success, how you handle failures, how you handle adversity. Multiple hires at the GM and head coaching positions. How you handle player stuff. You know, I look at someone like Jerry Jones. And not that Joe Lacob's legacy isn't already written. It's 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 written. But I'm saying, like, you know, there's been a lot of people that have been extremely successful and have won and won and won and won. And then how they deal with the success is how we view them. Bob Kraft, great example. I think Bob Kraft is kind of one of the the people like most people would say pretty great GM. I mean, pretty great owner. Yeah, kind of stayed out of the way of Belichick. Really, the only yeah. thing he's ever done is yeah, you got to try to wait Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and I think now that we've got a little bit of knowledge, it's probably the best move. Yeah, they it was done. a great move for them. Yes, yes. Now he didn't side with Tom Brady in the Belichick Brady divorce. And they got the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay did, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But for the most part, pretty damn good ownership. It was, and you know what? They're retiring Tom's jersey right at the first game of the year, I'm pretty sure, right over New England. Exactly. So they, they, there's no ill will towards there. I don't a think lot so. of Joe Montana, maybe, with oh, the Niners. There's some, salt, there's still some saltiness. But that's important to keep those relationships, right? Like Absolutely. That was very important to Rob, uh, Robert Kraft. To your point, for Joe Lacob, if Bob Myers does decide to move on and he goes elsewhere then yes, there is going to be a lot on his plate because you need someone to be that fire extinguisher that Bob Myers was. 
and I don't think that guy exists. There's Bob is one of one. So like I look at the, what Miami Heat have done for many many years. They've had Spolsters back. They've oh, yeah. had Pat Riley's back. Yeah. Mickey Arison has armed them with pretty much whatever they've needed. Now there's times where they've gone into the luxury tax, gone out of the luxury tax, where because of the because he owns the cruising industry, he owns a Carnival or one, Carnival one of cruise. the cruise companies. He's hit some hard times. You ever so been on a cruise he, by the way? What? You ever been on a cruise? Never. Not once. Neither have I. My wife does not we want were, to do it. We were looking into it like Jade would yeah. be all about. It. I was like, ah, I don't want to be on a boat. My, my grandparents like loved it, <laughs> but neither here. But like, he's done a great job, kind of supporting the people in place. Jerry Jones is kind of one of those people that we look at as like meddling. Only could do it with Jerry, with Jimmy Johnson's guys, yeah. right? And even though Barry Switzer won one, we don't view Jerry Jones that way. You see Al Davis late in his career, same thing, exactly. meddling. It worked early on, but you know what? He lost his step and it wasn't working anymore. He kept firing and exactly. firing, trying to find that next, you know, John Madden, Tom Flores. Guys are hard to find. Well, and I look at someone like Joe Lacob and I say, Look, he'll always get tons and tons of love. But I do think this is a crucial offseason for him because whether you want to read between the lines or listen to the man's voice, he did say, I believe in Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody. And now I don't think he was pushing the youngsters over anyone else in the in, in the building. I think a lot of people inside the building like the youngsters. But there's some tug and pull. Wouldn't you agree? I uh, know. I would absolutely agree. And it's interesting, too, because we, it feels like we are at this crossroads. Shout out Bone Thugs and Harmony. With the young guys and these old guys. Like, it's just this, this offseason is so fascinating because we we didn't think it was going to end like this. I know. We didn't think that coming off a championship well, last why, year. Why did this, we think we, that? Well, why? Because I'll tell you. end ugly. They do. They do. You don't have to tell me. They end with Tom Brady throwing an interception to the Tennessee Titans and in ends, a walk-off. It ends with Andrew Bynum clotheslining J.J. Bray in Phil Jackson's last game. Don't you have to right? tell me they twice. They end like, with Kawhi Leonard getting his ankle stepped on by Zaza and then never to be heard from again in, it, in a Spurs uniform. It, it happens. So like, But we thought because of how they won it last year. And maybe it was a season too early, right? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was like, oh, maybe like they just it was a perfect thing. Their injury luck happens. They made the most was, of it. They made the most of it. They won. And then there was this two timeline thing, right? It's like, you know what? We're gonna thread the needle, Joe. We got Kaminga. He's only gonna get better, right? Oh, we got James Wiseman. Oh, these these guys rested. But I don't think they ever thought that those guys were gonna be Curry. I think that they thought they could supplement and be a well, fountain of youth for someone like that. But that's Curry. the thing though. We learn in this series the role players were not getting it done. One of them did. Moses Moody, he showed out, but yeah. we didn't see him throughout the bit. year. Yes. Kaminga DNP after DNP. Jordan yeah. Poole regressed. Now that's multiple factors yeah, I, there. Yeah. Punched in the face, in and out of the starting lineup, Wiggins factor, all of that. There has been so much that happened this season to where it puts anything on the table for me. Whether that's going youth movement moving forward, mm-hmm. whether that's breaking up this championship core, whether that's bringing back the championship core. I have no idea. I say all that to say this. I have no idea what they're going to do, but they need to get it right. That's all I know. No, I hear you. Get it right. It's just it's funny because like I was listening to Mark Willard yesterday. I respect Mark, and I was listening to him and Larry, and it was a great show yesterday. And I get the sense there are a lot of people, him him included. There are a lot of people, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but this is the feeling I got from listening to him. Young players can't help a big team win. When you're win, it's winning. Sports development, and it's neither or the other. And I'm like, wait a minute, Mark, you're a Giants fan. Yeah, I was just thinking. Do you know what Brandon Crawford batted in 2012? He's batted like 240. He was terrible offensively. Different sport analogy, maybe. No, I know. I I get that. But, like, we act like like you can't develop. Kawhi Leonard, did he not develop while they were winning a championship? That's true. 
right? No. Now, now I, I get it. You're not going to develop five guys simultaneously. I, I understand that. But name me a business, name me a sports team in the history of sports that didn't have one or two young players developing on a team while they were trying to win a championship. Now, you could say LeBron's teams. All right. And that's why LeBron's unique because he's so damn cutthroat and he's the GM and he's the head coach that he dictates every single roster decision. And some would say... That's why he has to leave every three or four years because they have no young talent. No, it's just true. It's, it's, he's almost I'm now. Now I'm actually thinking. It. LeBron James is Dave Dombrowski. Yeah, he's literally exactly that's who he it. is. It's just a like, great he, point. You know what? I'm just trying to bring in all this talent. I don't care about these young guys. Hey, Andrew Wiggins, Kick Rocks. I'm bringing in Kevin Love. And I'm going to try to win a damn title. And you know what? I finally did, and that's fine. And you guys will love me forever. You'll hate me in the moment when I leave, but you know what? You'll look back. You know what? I brought you a title. We, 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 we glorify, and this is the same fan base that glorifies Bill Walsh for reloading in the 1987, 86, 88 drafts and getting all of these starters. And then they went back-to-back Super Bowls on the backs of rookies and first year and second year players. Now, I understand football's different. You get a more seasoned player coming out of college, three, four years. Like I, I believe me, I, I acknowledge that. But isn't that why we praised Bill Walsh? Because of his ability to reload and turn over the roster and develop people while simultaneously winning with all-time legends? And I was listening to Willard. His take on that was that Bill Walsh ruined a lot of relationships with players, i.e. Absolutely. I.e. Joe Montana, but I guess Montana blamed Seifert, even though it was Bill Walsh that got Steve Young and brought him over and stuff like all that. And, and Joe should look in the mirror because Joe himself was the one who was injured. There you go. Joe was the one who was partying with Huey Lewis and doing drugs and was the one who quote unquote famously checked into a rehab. Like if we're going to be if we're going to tell stories, let's tell the right stories. All right? Let's let's I mean Joe's a legend. No yeah. one denies that. Joe broke his back. Yeah. Okay? Joe also was Injuries a partier happen. and didn't take care of his body the way some others uh, that were his contemporaries did. No, that that's a fact. Absolutely. And what I've been talking about this morning, Shasky, is Joe Shasky joins me now for the cross you over. Um, this team, this championship core that they keep going back to, the more I think about it, and yeah, you know, yesterday it was kind of just taking a taking a breather there, just reflecting on the season. And I know Clay had three hundred threes. I know overall in a vacuum, like he had a good stretch there. But overall, man, and it's it is crazy I'm about to say this. What are you because say? I thought a few years ago his Prior to the injuries, hmm. wouldn't you have told me that his game would have aged the best? Clay Thompson's, that is. I thought for sure, okay. his, out of those three guys, out of Draymond, Stephen Clay, I thought Clay Thompson's game would have translated later in his career more than any of those guys because all he needed to do was be like a Ray Allen type, right? And now that might be what he has to be going forward. Mm-hmm. Then these two major surgeries and major injuries happened to him. He's not that same guy in defense. Can, can I- He's only going to get worse. <sighs> I, it's got to be Steph, it's got to be Wiggins, and everyone else is on the table for me moving forward. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think maybe I underrated. Sorry if that was all jumbled, no, but no, basically no, no, what no, I'm no, trying to say is he's, he's not that dude. I, I think a couple years ago I would have agreed with you. The one thing that I've noticed over the last couple of years when it, it comes to Clay, and maybe this is maturity, maybe it's the more we learn about someone, I think he's way more sensitive than oh, I yes. ever anticipated. Oh yes, the the seventy five anniversary team snub really got to him. Well, him it's not wearing just that, that. jersey. No, but that's that's where it started no, for I me, agree. Joe. That's when I started noticing that him being gotcha. gone for that long, that talk and his memory, quote maybe. But that's my point. maybe to him getting faded away, kind of like he's been not playing for so long now. At that point, 
two years or whatever it was where it's like, man, these guys are forgetting how good I was. Like, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them. I was like, oh, man, Clay, I thought you were, like, unflappable. Right but now, like, you know what? He's human. If Draymond, if I said, Draymond, you're the least self-aware on the team, who's number two? Probably Clay Thompson. Even more so than the youngsters? I mean, you can say, I mean, I think the youngsters are self-aware because they look at it all the damn time. They, yeah. They look like... The, like but that's kind of my problem. Like, not problem, but that's kind of one of the issues I think that they're going to have to overcome this offseason with Clay Thompson, is I think they are going to have to come to Jesus and find out... Hard truths. Well, again, no one is saying we're icing him out. No one is no. saying we're running him out of town. I'm saying the role's evolving. Like, yes. that's... And he needs to accept that, and I think it's going to be very difficult for him. You know, Jerry Rice famously could not accept the fact that he went from a one to a two. Yeah. He couldn't. No. And then he even at 41 years old is arguing with Rich Gannon on the sideline, throw me the rock. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard. And that's Jerry Rice. Yes, no. It's it's a fact. Hell, Tom Brady, I mean, I know it's a different position. Like that guy was going down with the ship 45 and, years old. I know. Until it was like, all right, Tom, maybe it's just like it's time to hang him up. And even then is like his arm strength still looked good, but it doesn't end well. And I think Ste- we were, you were talking about Willard. I was listening to Steiny yesterday. It just it doesn't end well. Like these guys are old. That sooner or later, they're just gonna keep looking old. In that series, particularly against the Lakers, he looked old, man. Yeah, but like, like right? where, where like, the Warriors are at is so unique. And this is where I if I pissed off when I hear the LeBron stuff, not just from you, but from everyone, because LeBron hits the eject button anytime this moment, right now, where we're at right now, where when they have these inflection points, LeBron's like, oh, oh. Denver looks like a really good spot to go. Oh, Memphis looks good. And that's where it pisses me off. And I think as we define careers and legacies and we look at, you know, this guy's resume versus that guy's resume, the thing that I look at Steph Curry and look lovingly is that he sticks through it thick and thin. No, that's a good point. That's Joe Shasky. He's always going to stick through it thick and thin with Bonte Hill. They're coming up next. Morning Roast. Don't go in here, folks. More Golden State Warriors offseason talk and maybe, just maybe, Casey Schmidt talk on the other side. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.